Let us be attentive. Brethren, working together with him, then we entreat you not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, at the acceptable time, I have listened to you and helped you on that day of salvation. We put no one obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way through great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, tumults, labors, watching, hunger, by purity, knowledge, forbearance, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God. With the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and in dishonor, in ill repute, and good repute. We are treated like impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing everything. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. The Lord said, and as you wish that men would do to you, so do so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good, and lend expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish, be merciful, even as your Father 
of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For, he says, at the acceptable time I have listened to you and helped you on the day of salvation. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Brothers and sisters, this is the second verse at the beginning of the epistle reading today. And it speaks about time. It speaks about something happening at what we see in the, at least in the translation we we hear today acceptable time. So what is this acceptable time? What is, what is this time? It appears my microphone is not working. My apologies. Okay, good, thank you. So I wanted to speak with you a little bit about time. Time is something that all of us have in common. All of us have the exact same amount of time in a day, in a week, in a year, in a decade. All of us have to deal with the exact same measurements of time. All of us have appointments based on times in the day. And we have to respect them, right? And if we set appointments for others, we expect them to keep those times. Of course, we also have the concept of Greek time. Of course, that is not exclusive to the Greeks. There are many other cultures that have developed an art of being late. But that's not the Greek time that I want to speak of, that I want to speak of this morning. In the Greek language, particularly as the Greek language has changed throughout the centuries, there are three, essentially, three words that we use to refer to time. One of them is perhaps the one I, we will just touch upon is ora. That's the way you would ask someone for what time is it today in modern Greek. That's not the type of time that is referred to in this 
epistle reading. The next word that I want to share with you from the Greek language for the next word for time is chronos. Now, this word you will recognize especially because it actually has entered the, Greek, uh, the English language, the modern English language, and we use it for a number, of, a number of words. This type of time, chronos, refers to measured time, like it's 2.37 in the afternoon. But not only time on the watch, on the clock, but also days or years. This is also measured by that same word, uh, described by that, by that same word that measures time. In the English language, think of chronology, think of chronometer, think of even the word chronicle. All of that has the root of that same, has as the root that same word, chronos. But once again, this is not the word that we see in the epistle reading written by the Apostle Paul to his church in Corinth. The word he uses is keros. That's the word we see used in the Greek language of the New Testament in the epistle that we just read earlier this morning. Now, the word keros has a more difficult concept to grasp. It offers us a time that is not defined by a measurement. It offers us actually a time that forces us to discern. When we use the word keros, we think of something that involves our judgment that involves our thinking. When you look at the time and it's eight in the morning and you're late for work, that's not keros. There's nothing you really need to discern about there. It's 8 a.m. and you were supposed to be in the office and you're not, you're late, right? That's fixed. It does not refer to us. It does not involve us. The keros is this time that involves our presence with our reasoning mind and our feeling soul. I'll also share with you that this keros is also the name of a set of prayers that clergy, priests and deacons, along with the bishop when the bishop serves, this set of prayers takes place traditionally in, at, a, at a certain time in Matins, in Orthros, or before uh, Matins, as is most, more commonly done. And these prayers, it's a short set of prayers exclusively for the clergy, where we pray for this time to serve the divine liturgy. Good. So now that I have confused everybody about the word, let's try to decipher it. 
in the verse that I have quoted to you, we have this statement, at the acceptable time, I have listened to you. Now, when in the Greek we see this, it says, kero dekto. Now, this word dekto is translated most commonly as acceptable. But it is also the root of another word that appears just a little bit later, and it's where it also says, behold, now is the acceptable time. But this time, it does not say kero dekto. It says, actually, kero evpros dektos. Now, the, the word dekto appears at the end, but this is translated, and it has a bit of a different meaning. It's not simply acceptable, but it means preferable. Or, perhaps a better way to translate it, favorable. This word, keros, I have thought about a lot. Honestly, I didn't know about it until I went to seminary. So, you're ahead of me. I, I did not know. I did not realize the word. I did not realize really what those prayers were. Sure, I saw my dad doing them, but it didn't mean anything all that special. It was just other prayers that the priests did. And then in seminary, studied about this, and it was quite revelational to me. The fact that the ancient Greeks really were very precise in how they used words to actually inform us even about the things that we do. And I didn't come to any kind of resolution in my own mind, in my own head about this until years later after I graduated. I was already a priest and I prefer to translate this word keros with the words opportune time. I prefer this word, opportune, because it opens up for me the understanding that it's an opportunity which happens now. The word opportunity is defined by a presence in the moment. So that's why I choose to use this translation. So now that I spent a lot of time on a word that everybody will forget by the end of liturgy, why is this important to me? And why might it be important to all of us? In this epistle, in this letter that Paul writes to his church in Corinth, and I'll read this verse to you again, he says the following, at the acceptable time I have listened to you and helped you on the day of salvation. What are we talking about here? What is that day of salvation? Who is listening and to whom? This is the Lord listening. And he's listening to us. And he is responding to us. 
on the day of salvation. The day of salvation is kind of a twofold understanding for us as Orthodox Christians. It's that day on the cr when Christ was on the cross, which was finite, and the work of Christ for our salvation was complete. But the day of salvation really is that concept of the eighth day, that day that comes when Jesus Christ comes again and each of us will be faced with him as we ready ourselves for that salvation and entrance into the kingdom of eternity with Christ God. And then we, the verse goes on and it says, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. This is where the teaching gets scary because it forces us to realize that we must adopt a sense of urgency about this time that we have. Salvation, a simple word that we speak of frequently, particularly in the North American Christian context, is really just a passage, right? The ultimate goal is not just to enter the kingdom, but to be one with Christ God. The verse, the Apostle Paul tells us that now is the time for attention to oneness with God. Now is the moment of ma that matters, brothers and sisters. I repent now, not tomorrow. I seek to be a godly man now, not later. Worrying about having missed the opportune time or the keros yesterday or last year, worrying about the past means I live with regret. Worrying about how I will live the opportune time, the keros tomorrow or later on at any point in the future means that I live with anxiety. Neither is a healthy approach to life and neither way of life is what Christ calls us to. He calls us to be aware of our godly existence in oneness with him now. For every decision that we encounter, now, brothers and sisters, when we walk out this door and we go into the fellowship hall and we greet not only the people whom we know really well, but the strangers. When we walk around on the street and we find opportunities to share out of charity and mercy of the gifts we have. When a lonely person hears a word of comfort, when an ill person receives a visit, when an imprisoned person receives 
attention. Now, brothers and sisters, we need this sense of urgency that Keros brings to our minds. You see, this is one of the dangers that we experience. We are really good at procrastinating. We have become artists at delaying life. We will begin to eat more healthily for our physical health tomorrow or Monday or on the new year. We begin to exercise when we get back from vacation or after a period of time when perhaps we have had a stressful season of life. We will clean the room later, wash the dishes later, pay attention to my child or my spouse or my parent tomorrow or later. Brothers and sisters, there's no tomorrow, just like there's no yesterday that's more opportune. The opportune time is only now. Amen.